Welcome to episode seven of the I Can Dig It podcast. I'm the grown man crying at a middle school graduation. Joining me today is Bailey. That one's not that sad. <laughs> I mean, like, it's kind of like, that's a happy moment. I'm, hi, I'm Bailey, by the way. I'm well, Christian, and I agree with Bailey. I yeah, don't know why like, he's crying. I, but I, 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 you assume, I, like, it's <laughs> a grown man crying at, like, a middle school graduation. You just want our listeners to think about this one. I just said, uh, let it roll over in your head. You know, honestly, at first glance, that's, like, a fun story. It's like a dad being emotional for his kid. But, like, you're trying to make it way creepier than that. <laughs> yeah. And I don't, I don't appreciate that at all. <laughs> so, Christian, what have you been listening to? <laughs> oh, Jesus. Um... I've been listening to the album Magic Gone by Pedal. It came out this last Friday, I think the 15th. It's the second studio album by Pedal. It's really good. It goes kind of back and forth from like 90s alternative rock sounding to pretty mellow, just her behind a piano or something. She did all of the instrumentation herself but the drums. So I kind of have like a good appreciation for her for doing that. Um, The whole album is really good though. And then second off is... uh, Lush by Snail Mail. We're going to be talking about that one a little bit later. So I'm going to shut up right now. And then that's about it. I haven't been listening to too much music lately. It's been too busy to be listening to music. Bailey, what's mm-hmm. on our Spotify soundtrack for today? So on I Can Dig It Weekly for this podcast, we have Downhill by Lincoln, Velvet Sheets by Goth Babe, Come and Be Alone With Me by The Jungle Giants, You Fuckers Were Asking For This by Rav, <laughs> Lady Killer by Jarvan Thief. You know, those songs better be as cool as the names because I heard Goth Girl and I was like, yes, I want one yeah, of those. Goth and babe. then you said the next one, oh, Goth Babe. Yeah. Goth Babe's even better. Yeah. And Definitely. Also, I made a separate playlist called the I Can Dig It Vault where I'm just going to be storing all of the I Can Dig It Weekly songs into just a big pile. So they're not going to be gone. They're just going to be in a separate thing. Very so nice. new stuff, old stuff. All there. Yeah. And again, you can search all of that on Spotify, just I Can Dig It Vault, or I Can Dig It Weekly. And we'll have the links in the descriptions, too. Yep. Very nice, very nice. I, myself, have been listening. I've been on a Foo Fighters kick. Like, we got, it was Van Halen, Guitar Hero. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and uh, it started playing the best. I was like, this song is the fuck, this song is the best. I'm in. And so I just went on to uh, Amazon Music and started, like, going through their discography. One I landed on the most was uh, The Color and the Shade, their 1997 album. Uh, it's probably their biggest one, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, big tracks on that one, notably. Uh, Monkey Wrench, which I think was on Rock Band way back in the day, and I was just like, this is... Oh, that was on Guitar Hero 2. Oh, really? Yeah. Dude, it might have been on Rock Band, too. To Fuck Hero Rock too. Band, though. <laughs> What's your beef with Rock Band, I don't know. Way? I just always grew up with Guitar Hero, so it's just like a, a PlayStation Xbox thing. It's very <laughs> Fucking, primal. Yeah. <laughs> It's like they're both good, but I have to pick one. Yeah, I have to pick of. one and have to be snooty that. about it. So. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, Johnny Park, uh, My Poor Brain, Everlong, the big single on that one. Uh, it's kind of Nirvana-esque, which kind of makes sense because the drummer for Nirvana is the front man for Foo Fighters. And then My Hero, which kind of leads into their harder, edgier, I would say, sound later on. And then I've been listening to Snail Mail by Lush. Fucking uh, Fucking shit! Backwards. Oh, lush by snail. <laughs> lush by snail mail. Fuck. I've had my coffee and everything. This is really listening to it. Oh, we've, I've listened to it. Uh, this is their 2018 album. I think that came out in May. Yeah, either end of May, beginning of June. And this is their first studio album. It's a follow up to their 2016 uh, Habit EP, which is about eight tracks. This one's ten tracks. 
it's it's been getting really positive reception. Yeah, I was looking at the Pitchfork review for it, and it's got like an 8.9. Like, it's like best new music, what yeah. they said, and I'd agree. And before that, they had a really nice fluff piece on their uh, last EP, which mm-hmm. was really cool. Uh, so people are really pulling for snail mail right now. It's a Maryland three-piece with vocals and guitar done by Lindsey Jordan, and then uh, bass and drums. So what would you think of it, Christian? Um... I don't know why, but this year, 2018, hasn't been too good for music for me lately. Like, there's only a handful of albums I've latched onto, and this is one of them. This one's super good. Since it came out, this is all I've been listening to, basically. Lindsay has a weird way of, like, the guitars that she plays are just as catchy or more catchy than her vocals, and her vocals are hella catchy. Like, <laughs> my favorite part of this whole album is the instrumentation and then how raw and real her vocals sound. Like... Her vocals are never just like one tone. They always kind of differ. Like it just sounds like you're listening to her playing in a basement kind of. That's the feel I get throughout the whole album. And all of the lyrics are really amazing. I don't know if you want to talk. (laughs) I'm going to have to disagree with you a little bit on the vocals. I feel like she does uh, at times go for a monotone. But that just kind of makes it when she breaks that mold a little bit more impressive. Well, I I mean it more in like when she tries to hold a note, you can hear her voice go up and down kind of. Okay, so it quavers. Like it just sounds real, you know? All right. Like there's lines, like in Pristine, where at the end she says like the last word she says is same. And she kind of just says it like with a final burst, like a final blow. And it kind of sounds like creaky. I don't know if that makes sense. Okay. Have you dove into the lyrics in this album at all? Uh, I've dove a little bit into the lyrics. Uh, I kind of had the, because what I did, I really wanted to get in this album and talk about it. I had like lyrics open and I was listening to the song and it made it kind of hard to do both things at the same time. Mm -hmm. Um, If I remember correctly, I really like the lyrics on speaking terms. How do you know uh, when you've gone too far? And then the repetition of I won't let you take me on a ride was really great. Yeah. Uh, It's just, uh, I think it's a song about getting hurt in a relationship and, it's pretty yikes, but at the same time, it's a great song. <laughs> yeah. I think the thing about her lyrics throughout this album is um, a lot of her songs are like breakup songs or songs about exes, ex-lovers. And most other bands, when they do that, they would sound pretty whiny. And you'd be like, come on, just get over it, dude. Where she kind of sounds more like she's up front with the person being like, why don't you like me anymore? What do I need to do to make you like me? Or she'll have lines that are like, hey, we broke up, but I hope that you find someone that loved you as much as I do. Like, I hope you still find someone great. And I think that's what's really good about her lyrics is they're really sincere. I also really like the the really sharp drums in a couple of tracks. Like, you can really hear the the hiss coming off of the snare. Well, not the snare. The cymbals. Mm-hmm. And I really like the really simple chord progressions in most of the songs. It doesn't get too complicated, but it's still catchy. Yeah, and when it does get complicated, they're, they're like, up front and center. Like, you can definitely hear them, which is really cool. And I like in a lot of the emotional moments, the instrumentals start to bury the lyrics and the uh, vocals. Yeah. So it's it's a great album. <laughs> yeah, all in all, like, this album and one other are the only two that have really hooked me throughout the year. And... uh this might be, like, my favorite album of the year so far. I absolutely love it. If you're looking for some spacey, dreamy, female-led rock, then there's no really better albums this year than uh, Bark Your Head Off Dog by Hopalong and Lush by Snail Mail. Yeah. And then check out their uh, Habit EP. It's really good. Yeah. So I was playing Animal Crossing today. Oh, oh were you? And I loaded up my world, my village, and I walk up to one of my neighbors... And I talk to him, 
And they look at me and they say, it's been six fucking years, Isaiah. It's been six fucking years. I'm tired. I'm done. What's what's that game rated? <laughs> it's rated E10 for everybody. 10 like, up. There's like language. A, <laughs> the Animal Crossing that... I, I've been aware of. <laughs> so E3 happened recently. It was uh, last week to about Tuesday of this week. No, 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 last week. Yeah, it was all last week. <laughs> yeah, pretty much the whole week is just so E3. So it was Friday to Tuesday, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah. We kicked it off, I think, with the EA press conference. Nothing was there. Yeah, I think like they were like, Anthem, and everybody's like, yeah, it's Destiny, right? And, and nobody really said no. So I was like kind of excited for Anthem until they showed more at this E3, and then I was like, I'm not excited anymore. Yeah. Uh, my big problem with it is there's not enough like diegetic, non-diegetic, there's too much non-diegetic nonsense going on. There's like big fucking numbers flashing up when you shoot things, and uh, mm-hmm. big, there's like a big ugly HUD that you have to look at the entire time. And I really like with games like that where it's like you're flying and exploring to lose myself in it, and I'm unable to if you got big fucking numbers and health bars and all that stuff all over the screen and you can't focus on just the game. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. too many distractions going on. And I hate, like, they showed off flying throughout that game and it looks like you fly at a snail's speed. Like, it just doesn't feel fun to me. I don't know. Well, it's like the difference because in uh, Breath of the Wild you glide really slowly, but there's a lot more impact to it, I feel. But just in Anthem it doesn't feel like there's enough weight to it at all. I, I feel like it's not going for the right thing or accomplishing what it needs to do. Maybe just like maybe it just looks weird. Yeah, when it kind of looks flying. Like I don't know, but like in Breath of the Wild, it looks like you're gliding pretty fast compared to all the other movement options. Yeah, I think the thing with about Anthem for me is like you're in this big mech suit, so I expect to be going fast, and it looks like it's no faster than a jog. Yeah, <laughs> so I'm like what's going on? <laughs> my ru- my flying speed and my run speed should not be the same. Yeah. Yeah. Other than that, uh, I can't really remember anything else that they put on their press conference. It was probably just things that they've announced beforehand. Yeah, yeah I, th- I can't remember anything either. There's probably some Battlefield stuff. I don't remember if there yeah, was. and they probably talked about... I feel like this is the first time in a long time people haven't been excited for a Battlefield game. Oh, I wonder why, man. Shit. <laughs> what a conundrum. Uh, if you guys don't know, Bailey's talking about the Battle Royale mode that's going to be taking up most of Battlefield now. Uh, I thought that was like Call of Duty. Is Battlefield doing that now too? Yep, Call, Call of Duty and Battlefield have Battle God. Royale modes now. Mm-hmm. I can't wait until the Battle Royale shit dies out like MOBAs did. It's getting ridiculous. Like Fortnite's cool and everything, but like I want to play other things that are cool too. Like it's not just all <laughs> Battle Royale. Yeah, we don't all need to copy each other and yeah. have the same game everywhere. That was the same thing with those games where it's like there was stealth systems and crafting. That was a thing for a while. And before that, there was like Minecraft clones and all that. Yeah. So we're just going through another cycle and it's kind of just obnoxious and it'll, it'll go away. It'll be good. But hey, I don't know what else happened to EA, but fucking Microsoft had some good shit. Oh, Microsoft had some mm-hmm. real good shit. Fucking Sekiro, Shadows Die Twice. Bailey, you're probably most excited about this one. You want to explain what's going on with Sekiro? I'm fucking pumped. So it's from Software's latest game, and it's going to be kind of like a regal Japan-type era, right? I don't know, like, the technical historical term for it. I think that's (laughs) it. But it's from Software game, but it's not going to have any of those RPG kind of elements. So, like, it's not going to have any of that stat leveling or a bunch of different items you can pick up and, like, customize your character with. It's more of, like, a a story, like, open-world Breath of the Wild experience is what I've heard it described as. So I'm fucking excited for that because it's some new shit and it's going to be great. I know like some people are probably scared that they're going away from the standard Souls game mm-hmm. um, experience, but I really like to see From Software experimenting a little bit because 
I mean, they're kind of a pretty small studio, at least compared to the games that like they put out. Yeah, they're good, but it's not a big mantle of games, I guess. Yeah. But, like the Dark Souls type themes got to get old after a while, and I think it's cool to like give it a break and then maybe come out with another Souls type game or something. Yeah, and uh, it's gonna be something that more people can jump into because it's still gonna have that touch of from software and that type of gameplay. It's gonna have kind of the same feel. It's just little tweaks to the environment and how you're gonna approach things that are gonna make this game more approachable for other people. Because like taking out the leveling system is gonna make it way easier for people to get into the game. Because like not allocating your stats properly in a Dark Souls game can really fuck up your run and, like, your game itself, and that just gets annoying. Like, yeah. if you just fuck up. Like, I didn't know that that did that. Or, like, I started a game as a mage, and I figured out that sucked. And, like, <laughs> it doesn't... It's just not fun. Yeah. Like, I remember when I wanted to get into the Souls game, and I would just come to you all the time, like, what do these stats mean? What mm-hmm. do they do? Like, that's the thing that kept me away from the Souls-types games the most is leveling up and trying to figure out, like, ooh, I want to level up for this weapon, and then halfway through the game, you're like, oh, I want to use this one now, and it's like, I can't. Yeah, and it's like, oh, I really want to use this weapon, and you look at its stats, and it's garbage, and you have to use some other weird weapon because its stats are better, and, like, it's just, it's just, like, those bars of, like, this is good, and this is bad, just red arrows and green arrows, and that's what kind of what it comes down to a little bit in those mm-hmm. games, and it's, it's going to be good that they take that out, because they can make a good game, but it's that could hinder them a little bit sometimes, just weird leveling stuff. And also, no multiplayer in Sekiro. It's going to be all single-player, baby. I'm really excited because just looking at the gameplay, it looks a lot more skill-based than anything. Oh, yeah. Like, mm-hmm. you see a lot of uh, parrying and uh, trying to... There's a jump button, finally, in this game, instead of just a roll button. Mm-hmm. And I have, like, that uh, shinobi fucking... What, what is it called? Grappling hook that you can yeah. like use to grapple onto high places and jump down and use a little bit of stealth, recon the area with yeah. it. Even grapple on bigger enemies, just fucking jump around them and shit. That looks awesome. Like there's this scene in this big, beautiful, snowy field and you're just up against this samurai on a horse and he's got yeah. a fucking spear and he's going at you and you throw the grappling hook onto him and pull yourself closer and get some aerial strikes on him. Yeah, it that looks, was badass. That looks so cool. Yeah. I'm so excited. And for I think game. it's cool that there's a lot of different gameplay styles you can have based on, like, the level design and stuff and not necessarily the weapons you're using. I think that's really cool. The only thing I'm worried about is having a a developed stealth system. I don't want it to just be, like, very basic line-of-sight sort of thing. And if they're going to include a stealth system, kind of make there be options instead of just crouch down and don't get seen. Mm -hmm. Because that's a problem in a lot of games, I think. Yeah, and there I heard some more discussion about it. There's going to be, like, ninja tools and everything where you can go and, like... uh, kind of maybe modify your stealth play with different types of tools and, like, magics, ninja mm-hmm. skills, whatever, and stuff like that. So there's a lot that we haven't seen yet, and it's, I think, when is it coming out? Like, early next year? Yeah, I think it said spring 2019. Yeah, spring 2019. So they're going to have some time to, like, slowly maybe trickle things out. I wouldn't be surprised if they just didn't, though. <laughs> like, I'm I, also, looking at the tech, that game looks gorgeous. That game looks really like, good. Like, I remember there's that big dude with a gigantic sword, and he's, like, belching onto his blade, and I think it does, like, poison damage or something. Yeah, something like that, probably. And you could just see, like, the bruises and scars all up on his, his chest area, and, mm-hmm. like, the detail of the texture of his skin and all that. And I really love the animations because it's very reminiscent, I would say, of Bloodborne. It's, like, very naturalistic and brutal looking. Mm-hmm. And things just, like, are a little bit off in character designs, too. Like, a lot of the characters in Bloodborne were, like, awkwardly lanky, which mm-hmm. is just a little more creepy than usual. And you can kind of see, like, that awkward character design in a lot of the designs they showed off in the trailer for Sekiro 2. I'm fucking excited. That Like, for the big-ass golem that body slams you, like, his shit looks all weird and <laughs> fucked up. 
that's something that from software does really good at just weird creepy character designs i'm just like oh i'm so excited dude I'm excited for characters that are, we're getting really into this, <laughs> all the non-humans mm. in the game, because I was a little bit concerned. It's like, oh, there's another big Japanese dude, and there's a Japanese dude of a different size. And then at the end of the trailer, you see a big fucking snake head coming at you on a bridge. And I was like, okay, never mind. We're good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's going to be good. And I think I heard somewhere that that snake character that you see at the end is supposed to be like a boss where you actually have to run from it and then hide and sneak up to get on it and stuff. So I'm really excited for those different types of gameplay to oh, go so through. like a set Shadow of the Colossus sort of yeah, thing? Kinda. Yeah, kind of. Because, like, Very cool. all the Souls games, I don't know, maybe I'm dumb, but it kind of seems like you all kind of have to play it the same way, like run up and attack the enemies. You can try and sneak up and backstab, but mm-hmm. there's no, like, stealth system. There's no chasing mechanic aside from running away because I know I'm going to fucking die. Yeah, no, not really. And most of the Souls games, like, there isn't really too many unique ways to approach characters or different enemies unless like you just change your like loadout and everything yeah. that's pretty much it so I'm, I'm excited for that and like i think you said i've seen, heard a lot of comparisons of this to breath of the wild and if this game feels anything like breath of the wild but made by from software i'll be really fucking happy mm-hmm. it's gonna be fucking good another thing microsoft showed off that we fucking are excited about Ori in the Bly forest too oh fucking wow <laughs> Wow, I was talking about something that is not that. <laughs> Damn, son, go ahead. <laughs> There's an Ori in the Blind Forest sequel, and it looks good. Is that it? Pull my devil crit trigger. We're getting Devil May Cry 5, boys. It's finally time. We don't have to deal with Dante being the last fucking Devil May Cry dude. It's, this is great. All right, it's great. We just get Nero. Yeah. What's wrong with Nero? He looks great. <laughs> and so... He's like... It's just he, I want Dante. That's he's all. He's the it is. shitty nephew. But his Dante's Dante. in the game. I know, but, but Dante's a drunk uncle, awesome, and I'm though. excited. <laughs> uh, so anyway, let's like rein this in a little bit. Yes, yeah, sir. Uh, so we got a trailer for the new Devil May Cry game. It's going to be Devil May Cry Five. Finally, it's been like ten years. Mm-hmm. Uh, the trailer looks fucking amazing. It's like Nero in a van with Devil May Cry logo on the side, with a fucking hip country girl making him dope metal arms because he got his arm cut off. And he's able to shoot it out like in Metal Gear Solid Five, ride on it, kickflip, and then drive it into somebody's face. So this is going to be the greatest game ever made. It looks super campy and dumb, and that's what I love about Devil May Cry, so I'm so ready. Mm-hmm. I'm ready for more just like sh- stupid shit talking to big old demons. That mm-hmm. was like my favorite part of three, just Dante just like fucking clapping his hands yeah. at the fucking Cerberus. <laughs> and it's kind of cringy, but yeah. you're also like, fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> oh God, and then he rides a rocket. <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> my favorite God part damn. is that it looks like Nero has stopped giving a shit and taking himself so seriously. Yeah. Like he's mm-hmm. got a haircut. He's got a new look. He looks a lot more punk and less like weird and emo and gothic. Yeah, dude. It turns out all you need to do is lose your girlfriend and an arm, and you're fucking way cooler all of a sudden. <laughs> like, I'm halfway there. Yeah. Also, speculation, Virgil might be in this game, which oh, is yeah. dope shit. And you I said think, that somebody got casted for him, right? Yeah, it was all leaks, but they showed like somebody getting casted for the voice of Virgil, and like people are speculating like that's the dude who cuts off Nero's arm in the trailer, and that'd be cool. I'd be all into that. That would be really cool. It looks like Nero still has Red Lady, which is the coolest weapon. It's like a sword, and at the end of it, there's like a motorcycle. Uh, handlebar and he just pumps it and it gets more powerful for some reason. Mm-hmm. I also appreciate the fact that he doesn't have the devil arm anymore. I don't know why I just didn't like that. I like the fact that it's metal now and it like it's customizable and you well, can yeah, switch it out. Yeah, I think the customizability is cool because I think the devil arm in Devil May Cry 4 was just 
it was cool, but it was kind of limited in a way to where yeah. like I wanted to do more with it, but I couldn't, so it was awkward. Yeah, you could only do like three things. You could snatch people, you could buster them, or you could do like a finishing move. And those yeah. are like the three things you could do with him. Yeah. Or if you had your devil trigger going, you could JoJo's Bizarre Adventure their shit and right. summon a samurai. <laughs> You're right, sorry. Four things. A lot of variety. I was... Like, I think we talked last episode how we were all like, I really want a Devil May Cry 5, but I doubt it's going to happen. And now it's happening. And I'm yeah. so ready. Like, <laughs> oh, this man. is probably one of my favorite video game series, and it's still going. Mm -hmm. I will say, though, like, the shot you get of Dante, he looks kind of creepy. Yeah, he, he kind of looks like a creepy old, like, kid diddler uncle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He's kind of like, it's weird to think of him hair. as, like, Uncle Dante. <laughs> like, Uncle also. Dante. <laughs> I kinda he's like... literally an uncle. I just fucking ew. It's weird. Yeah, he's an mm -hmm. uncle now. I kind of like how they didn't show him too much because, mm -hmm. I mean, he's the star of the show. But at the same time, it's like, he's my boy. That's all I want. <laughs> he, like, rides mm -hmm. in on a motorcycle and he looks like a fucking crackhead. <laughs> kinda, I don't I know, know, man. I just, I just want him to show up Nero at some point. Like, Nero's having a hard time. Just Dante comes by and bitch slaps whatever he's dealing with. <laughs> like, this is nothing. What are you dealing with? <laughs> I just want to see more shit talking. I know. God. Other than that, though, we got an announcement for the Cuphead DLC. Miss mm -hmm. Chalice is going to be a new character. Uh, there's another new character. I forget his name. I think he has something to do with... I don't know if there's another new character. No, not a new playable character, but just a new character in general. I don't remember if they released... I, I They just said, like, Miss Chalice was there, a new aisle, and probably some new tools slash weapons are going to be okay. thrown in. I don't, I don't... I didn't know if we heard anything about the story. No, we haven't gotten any story information, no. and we haven't seen any of the new bosses. Yeah, what if you fucking fight God? Hmm? How about that? Mm -hmm. We already fought mm -hmm. the devil. Let's go yeah. SMT mm -hmm. on this shit. Yeah. Full SMT. Let's go, God. I'll be cool with that. Uh, I don't think there was anything of note other than that. I mean, anything that we care about. <laughs> yeah. I mean, Microsoft had, like, those three things that we're excited for. Three things is good. Usually yeah. Microsoft has zero, so. All right, moving on to the Bethesda conference. Um, everything I ever wanted and more. Mm -hmm. everything I ever wanted and more. We got a trailer for Doom Eternal or Doom 2 or the sequel to Doom 2016. It looks so fucking good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I haven't, we haven't seen any of the gameplay, obviously, but it is, a, it is a remake of Doom 2. We do not need to see any gameplay, okay? We just need to see the setting and where it's going to be and just put us in there. I hope the game starts and you fall from the sky and you fall on a demon. And the game starts. <laughs> I hope that's how it all. You, you just go. Isn't it just like a hell-ridden big city, basically yeah, it's hell like on earth, hell yeah. on earth? Yeah, mm -hmm. it looks so cool. And a lot of the enemies look the same, but with new powers, kind of. Yeah, like, like the blades on their arms. That kind bigger of or something. like red demon with like the fucking arm blades and shit. That looks cool. And yeah. then, like some imps had weird designs on their backs and stuff too. Mm -hmm. mm. Mm. I'm ready mm. to rip and tear in 2019. It's oof. Like the trailer was like you're kind. You're the camera's kind of circling through this hellscape there's demons kind of flexing on you and it zeroes in on this skull and you see the doom guy just fucking stomp the skull load up the d the double-barreled shotgun and just like oh mm, mm -hmm. i'm moist and the music fucking still amazing and on oh point. yeah oh my god so good oh uh, was there uh, anything else from that bethesda conference uh, oh elder scrolls 6 yeah yeah jpeg we landscape saw... <laughs> yeah, <laughs> JPEG that's it a <laughs> <laughs> uh, bunch of nerds have been uh, looking into where it takes place i don't remember exactly where, but I think they found out just based on the geography because that's how obsessive people are. Mm -hmm. and I think that's amazing. Yeah. I forget what the place was, but we talked to some guy at GameStop about it, and he's like, I've zeroed in on the thing. I have the coordinates and like, <laughs> the, lo the longitude and latitude. <laughs> Dude, shouts out to that guy. I think we talked about him last episode with uh, 
Fallout 76. Oh, he's so yeah. excited. He's so excited. <laughs> he he was still bummed that like Fallout 76 was online, but he's like, you know what? It's not going to be like point and click like Elder Scrolls online. It's still going to run on the same engine as Fallout 4, which I guess is okay because that was kind of like the big beef I had with Elder Scrolls online too is that it was just, it felt too like MMO RPG. Yeah. It didn't feel like Elder Scrolls. So if this one's going to feel more like Fallout than like MMO RPG type stuff, it's going to be cool. And apparently there's a new mechanic that's been announced. If you collect a bunch of launch codes, you can nuke people now. <laughs> mm-hmm. I can't wait just to nuke somebody out of spite. <laughs> like, <laughs> you nuke their petty little settlement just like fucking, bah, yeah. it's I all like gone. the way you looked at me. Fuck you. Nuke everything. <laughs> and like apparently the map is like four times larger than the Fallout 4 one. And I don't know. Holy if, shit. Yeah, but I don't know like what the the character limit, or not character limit, like player limit on each map is. So it yeah. could just be flooded or it could just be like 12. I prefer it to be smaller because it would be a little bit cooler, but we'll see. Yeah. All right, finally, some of the biggest announcements. Well, not really announcements. We're just kind of getting gameplay from yeah. uh, Sony's E3 conference. My first big one being Resident Evil 2 got a dope-ass series of trailers. Mm-hmm. We got We finally got a trailer for it, first of all. We got about 30 minutes of gameplay out of it from the RCPD. And that, the gore in that game is almost a little too much for me. <laughs> like, there's this video circulating online. It's about a minute, 30 seconds to see yeah, what the shotgun does. Yeah, I've seen does. that one. Oh, my God, It's like dude. the first one. There's, like, this big fat cop, and he walks in, and Leon readies up his shotgun, blows the top of this dude's head off. You see, like, the fat in his cheeks and his tongue and, like, the bristles of bone uh, leading up to the top of his skull. And it's like, Jesus fucking Christ. It looks like rubber just moving around, I dude. know. And fucking. it's, like, kind of a bigger character design, too, like, a little bit chunkier. And, like, you could see all, like, the movement on it, too. And it's just, like, ugh. And, and it's then, still coming at you, I too. I know. And, like, Leon, like, picks him up and just pushes him off his shoulder, like, oh, fuck. <laughs> God, no. <laughs> There's another one where it's, um... He readies up his shotgun at the zombie coming at him, and it just strips the fucking flesh off of his skull, and he just falls over, and it's like, oh, my mm-hmm. God, you poor thing. Then there's, like, two more in there, like, where she shoots, like, kind of its side, and, like, all of it tears away. Like, all of these zombies are, like, designed to the skeleton, like, to be blown apart, and it's fucking awesome. It's so good. Like, the last one is probably my personal favorite is when he strips the flesh off of it and then, like, half of its skull, but it's yeah. still coming at him. Yeah, doesn't <laughs> it, like, grab him or something and you kind of see inside the skull? Yeah, yeah, it's a little bit much. I was like, fuck. I thought the handgun damage was a little much. You could see, like, the skin, like, the bullet hole and, like, deep into it. But then they ready up the shotgun, and it's like, Christ, oh, mm-hmm. my God. And there's, like, that scene right before, like, the liquor is introduced. I saw, like, a little clip of it where Leon's kind of looking at this corpse, and he kind of lifts his face up. And, like, he has these gashes across, like, just, like, the right side of his face all the way down to, like, his mouth. And his face, like, splits apart in layers, and you can, like, look into it mm-hmm. and everything in the scene. It's like, oh, and they linger on it for so long. <laughs> like, it's so gross. But it looks amazing. It looks like they're really going back to... Like, like going really hard into the horror angle of Resident Evil once more, like taking cues from Resident Evil 7 and taking the series back in that direction, which I think is great. I'm probably going to be returning to that game a lot. It looks like it has a lot of replayability just based on how you can kill zombies. Like, am oh, I yeah. the only one that's, mm-hmm. like, super into that? Oh, yeah. it looks super And they only dude. showed shit from Leon's scenario, too. They're going to have... um. God, I forget that other girl's name. Claire. Like, yeah, Claire. Claire. <laughs> Claire scenario, too. And then, like, there's a third scenario. Like, oh, the game's going to have so much stuff going for it. I'm going to be so happy. I hope they really, like, pack the shit out of it with content like Resident Evil 2 is. And the the fourth survivor is non-DLC. That's the game That's the game mode where you kind of have to speed run it as a piece of tofu. <laughs> what? What? Okay, so for context's sake, there's, like, this model that they put into Resident Evil 2 to do uh, hitboxes, right? 
and it's like this big block. So in universe, you can play as that, and he's just a gigantic piece of tofu. Wait, are you? Is that gonna be in the new? Yes. Are you? Are you fucking serious? <laughs> I'm dead serious. <laughs> That's okay. I hadn't heard about that. That's I super. Yeah, cool. I didn't hear about that either. That's. <laughs> <laughs> that's ridiculous <laughs> but no tofu survivor is going to be in the game other than that we got a really long uh, i think it's about 11 minutes gameplay trailer for last of us part two oh. mm-hmm. uh the, the thing i have about that game is that it kind of looks like a bull shot i'm a little bit scared that that gameplay trailer was a bull shot i guess familiar Des- with that describe bull shot bull shot is where you kind of orchestrate the entire thing it's all animated by hand Mm-hmm. instead of actual gameplay, because a lot of it looked a little bit too contextual. I think a lot of it did, but a lot of it, you could see the Ellie um, like missing shots and fucking up and all this stuff. So I don't know. It kind of looked like some human error, but a lot of it did look pretty orchestrated, too. I'll agree. Mm-hmm. I don't, the one thing you can notice with bull shots, too, is that like human error, you'll see it in movement. Not really when they're trying to aim or do specific mechanical things in the game, but you'll see it when they're trying to move around the environment where it can kind of catch on things and everything. If it looks too clean, then it, you'd raise some eyebrows. But It looked a wee too clean for me. Like There, there was just a little bit too much. It, it felt like the um, Hitman Absolution uh, library demo that was out a few years ago. I remember that. <laughs> yeah, that was a very clear bullshit. I played that game, and it is nothing like the library scene. Yeah. Uh, I have faith in uh, Naughty Dog, and oh, I think yeah. it looks super good. I think the gameplay will be pretty similar. The only things that really made me think how's that going to happen is when the final person she hits leads into a cutscene, And I was like, how is any person supposed to kill that guy last automatically, like by default mm-hmm. to go into that cutscene? Yeah. And the unless part where he, unless it was kind of like, no matter what enemy you kill in that area last, it's going to lead to a cutscene. I don't know. And, and the part where he picks her up and throws her through that glass display, was a little bit like, mm. yeah. So I don't know. So I'm kind of hoping that it is just that interactive and they put that much polish into it, but like Sony has a very long and storied history of bullshotting, so yeah. But hey, got to watch out. Naughty for that. Dog knows what they're doing. Yeah, I, I have faith in Naughty Dog. I just don't have faith in Sony because yeah. do you guys remember the Killzone Two trailer from way back in the day where it's like really obvious bullshit. <laughs> I just um I'm really excited for this game, man. I was reading something where the creator said that they didn't want this they didn't want Ellie to feel like a skin of Joel from the last game so they redesigned the combat for her specifically so there's like a jump button for her instead of going over and like beating the shit out of enemies with your fist she's going to maybe do like one strong hit and then have to run away otherwise like she can't really keep up with the big dudes that are coming after her yeah mm-hmm. and it just I'm glad that they're re- redesigning it all just based around her I like a lot how they're leaning into the violence of The Last of Us yeah. as well, because the last game was like a lot too much at times. Like when you, I was playing it just the other week, and I remember I had my shotgun out, and I shot this dude in the chest, and like his arm was gone and his stomach was blown open, and it's just like Jesus Christ, Joel, fucking relax, man. Mm-hmm. Like the violence in that game is a little too much, and that really adds to the tone of shit's fucked. Yeah, definitely. Like nothing is good in the apocalypse. Mm-hmm. And what else did Sony do? Uh, Sony had a uh, Death Stranding gameplay segment. I don't no care one cares. anymore. <laughs> oh, my God, dude. It's, I'm in the same boat as you. Like, I'm tired of just, like, can you show – did they show – I just want to see the game. They showed gameplay, but it was literally just you walking around. Like, it wasn't really anything interactive. Yeah. It, and, it was you walking around, like, as a parcel man, and then at one point he pulls out a gun, and they cut immediately away from that to him just walking around with fucking packages on him. Yeah, like it. It looks pretty, 
and I like how creepy it looks, but the fact that it's so shrouded in mystery, like we know nothing about it, just makes me not care at this point. And I hate how like none of the dialogue reveals anything because it's two characters just throwing jargon back and forth at each other. It's like, we've got to get to the neural network field. And it's like, what the fuck is that? Explain something. Tell me about it. And the other character is just like, oh, yeah, the neural network field. Yeah, and you see, like, the enemies up in the sky, and you're like, what the fuck does it mean? He's got, like, like, a weird flashing thing that, like, claps at him, and you see, like, human beings made of, like, dark matter or something on umbilical cords, and he has a baby in a tube that teleported there for some reason, and none of it makes sense, and I just want to know what the fuck the game is. If the actual game is, like, that confusing... It's not going to be fun to me. Because <laughs> Metal Gear Solid, if you, like, put the games in sequence, makes sense. Like, looking at this game, I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It feels like the only reason people care about it is because Norman Reedus and Ko- Kojima. And that's yeah. it. Like, and at that point, it's like, fucking, those are just people, though. Like, if the game's not going to be fun, I don't care who's in it. Yeah, who's exactly. It. So you're kind of putting way too much faith in the auteur. It's like, it's not good because it's a Stephen King book. It's good because it's a good book. Let's wait and see if it's actually a good game before we throw our money at Kojima. Yeah. yeah. And I think people are just banking on that too much. Like, it's going to be like a, a whole thing. I'm like, no, it's a game. It has to be fun. If I want to be entertained and not, like, be interactive, I'll go watch a fucking movie or something. Like, yeah. I want – it's a game. I want to play it. Hopefully it's good, but, like, I'm – I if I didn't hear about it until it came out, I would be happy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, let's move on really quickly to the Devolver Digital press conference. Wait, 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 wait. What? Spider-Man. Spider-Man. Oh, I forgot about Spider-Man. Fuck you. Spider-Man. <laughs> Chris tells about like, Spider-Man. They showed like a gameplay demo of Spider-Man PlayStation 4. I want to say it was about like 15, 20 minutes. That's mm-hmm. good. And it looks so good. There's like five or six main enemy boss guys. Who are they? Name them for me, Spider-Nerd. Okay, I'll try my best. I know that there's Electro. Okay. I'm trying to remember everything. There was Scorpion. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's the new ne- Mr. Negative guy. I Mr. Don't... Neger, Dr. Neger or something like that. Yeah, whatever, know. something negative. Nega Scott. Um, <laughs> we shot the shit and we're going to go get coffee. Either way, it was just like you um, as Spider-Man inside of this prison. The prison's falling apart because Electro's going in there and busting shit up. And all of your enemies come out. There's like Rhino, Scorpion, I think I already said. Yeah. I don't remember all of them, but it looks really cool. The combat looks like Arkham style, but with it feels like Spider-Man. It doesn't feel like you're playing as Batman. Like you're able to move around and jump around and web enemies and do all this cool shit. The um, web swinging looks really natural and cool. I've heard people say that it looks better than the PlayStation 2 Spider-Man, which is the best web swinging has been. So I'm really, really excited for this game. I heard several people say that it's really clunky at first, but once you get into it and you're able to start web swinging around, like it feels second nature. Yeah, because it doesn't seem like they want it to be limited to just you're only able to swing like in a straight line or something. Like you see all the dots on the building and you can kind of pull yourself to it instead of actually swinging. And I bet that's the part that takes a while to get used to, like kind of knowing your environment. Mm -hmm. It looks like they really give you an opportunity to like think about where you're going and like you may be mid swing and you don't have to commit to that swing. You might be able to go like, shit, I need to go that way and split second, go that way or something. Mm-hmm. It looks like the web swinging will be really reaction based. And I'm excited about that. Yeah. I'm really excited about that game. Cause I'm just, I've had another itch for like a kind of Hulk ultimate dis- destruction or like a infamous two yeah. type of thing. Or I just want to like just go around a city. There's and do not stuff. enough superhero games, man, where you're just in a big city, like, 
yeah. being a superhero. And I don't know, man. I can't think of the last Spider-Man game I truly enjoyed was um, Shattered Dimensions, and that wasn't a big open world. And I'm so ready for this game. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just can't wait to jump down on some people and they're like, "Do a do a backflip, Spider-Man," and then I do one. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck yeah. God damn it, love it. As a side quest, you get XP from that. <laughs> <laughs> I also love like in the combat, you are literally busting dudes up, but it's like you're Spider-Man. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah. Like I'm gonna take myself away from the fact that me kicking this guy, I'm fucking killing him. <laughs> Like, you throw a fucking fridge at someone. It's like, yeah, they're dead, dude. No, he's just knocked out. The fridge just knocked him out. Dude, it's the Batman effect. <laughs> I broke his legs and I'll leave him here. He won't bleed out and die. He'll be fine. Yeah. Like, I just hit him full force with the Batmobile. He's okay. I mean, like, <laughs> I saw him crumple and fold over, and your spine's not supposed to look like that, but he's okay. Yeah. I'm glad that they're, like, it seems like they're going away from the source material a little bit and making their own story, and I'm excited about that. Yeah. And then finally, we got one more announcement. It was uh, ooh, Ghost of Tsushima from Sucker Punch, which is also making the Spider-Man game. Uh, I feel like this is the yeah, no, yeah, they are. What? Sucker Punch is making the Spider-Man game. I thought it was um, Insomniac. Oh, it's, it's was it Insomniac? I thought it was Sucker Punch. Oh, I Bailey, think it's look this up. I'm googling it. We have all these notes, but we forgot to put the studios. Ah. But Sucker Punch is making a game called Insomniac. Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, I was wrong then. Damn. I get those two confused because it's like the, that Sony sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Where it's like they make those classic Sony franchises and you yeah. just kind of mix them together in your head. Yeah, I get them confused because Insomniac and Sucker Punch sound the same all the time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sorry. Don't give me that look. <laughs> anyway, Ghost of Tsushima is a samurai game. We're hitting that, sam- that samurai. Samurai button hard this year i guess uh it looks really interesting i like the combat and how it's very close to um that sekiro game kind of there's a lot of parrying but it's like very much more grounded mm-hmm. it seems like you're fighting off the mongol invasion you, you still have the a bunch of stealth options you still have the that hook thing i don't know what it's called i wish i did mm-hmm. <laughs> and the combat looks very similar to bushido blade where it's like a couple of hits are going to take you out and it's really brutal. It's it it brings in that gore that Bushido Blade never had. Like you just parry somebody and you take their fucking arm off, and it's like, oh god, that's that happened. Yeah, I'm really excited about how real this game looks. Um, like it looks like there's no um HUD or anything, so it looks like it really is like you get hit a couple times and you're just done. Like this game looks super realistic. I'm really excited for it. Like what's that Ubisoft game that came off? Came out a little bit of good. For Honor? Yeah, For Honor. It kind of has a, a same similar feel to For Honor, except without the multi-directional combat system. Yeah. So I'm really excited. Moving on again to <laughs> Devolver Digital. Uh, they announced a few games, and I'm excited about all of them. What's the one? I was, like, chilling in my room, and you run at me, and you're like, <laughs> Christian, get in here. All right, so let me, let me contextualize this really quick. So... A couple days before E3, they post on their Twitter just the the seal of the President of the United States. And I knew exactly what that fucking meant as soon as they did it. So at the end of their press conference, they have this big, ridiculous parody press conference that makes fun of other press conferences. Uh, the presenter is just like, we have Metal Wolf motherfucking chaos. And it's just this... This big, dumb, stupid-ass game where you're the president of the United States in a mech suit. And you blow shit up to save the states. And it's amazing, and I want it more than anything. It looks so dumb. And Metal ready. Wolf motherfucking chaos. Uh, but before that, the game I'm actually most excited for is my friend Pedro. Yeah. And it looks incredible. 
I showed um, the trailer to Bailey and he was giddy. I was so excited about that game because I get like Hotline Miami vibes from it, but like not as much stakes, you know, like one hit and you're dead kind of stuff. And like uh, it just seems bonkers. I'm it looks excited. like Hotline Miami crossed with uh, Max Payne, but ridiculous. Yeah, and so just side scrolling forever and kick flipping on people's faces. Mm. Like you, you have a skateboard and you can shoot with that skateboard, or you can jump up in the air and you can just hit them with the skateboard. Uh, there's a lot of you. You can shoot like a, a pan into the air and it starts deflecting the bullets at them, and it's so dumb. And there's dodge rolling and slow motion. And you, you, you're, there's motorcycle fights and blowing shit up, and it looks so dumb, and I want it. And I saw gameplay of it. And what I was really impressed by is, like, it looked really janky at first. Like, the person, like, didn't really know what they could do. And then I skipped maybe, like, three minutes ahead where they're later on in the game, and it looked just like the trailers. Like, they were pulling off crazy shit where it's just kick a head up into the air, kick the head at some other dude's head and blast him with a shotgun, and it was just so dumb. It looks really good. I'm excited about that one. And it's coming out exclusively to the PC and the Nintendo Switch as of right now, which I think sends a pretty bold message. I do too. Where a game like that is just, we're putting it on the PC and we're putting it on the Switch and that's it. Yeah. It kind of shows how like indie friendly the Switch is right now. Exactamundo. Everybody loves the Switch. Speaking of the Switch, Nintendo press conference, how'd you guys feel about it? Because it feels like it was dominated by one thing exactly. Smash. Oh, yes, Smash. Only Smash. (laughs) Yeah, I'm excited about Smash. Upset that there's no Animal Crossing. (laughs) (laughs) It's been six years. It's been six goddamn years. I know everybody's been bitching about it on, like, Twitter and all over the internet that there's no Animal Crossing. And it's probably going to get announced at, like, a Nintendo Direct later on in the year. But I was sad that there was no Animal Crossing. I fucking told you. You legitimately that. went into your room and like wallowed for a while. <laughs> <laughs> you were like on the couch and then you weren't on the couch. And I was like, where'd he go? And you're just in your room. I was like, oh. Um. But other than that, we got more information about Octopath Travelers, which is, it looks really good, but I don't really care too much. Same. Um, um, Super Mario Party looks really cool. Oh, yeah. There's, um, I, I was really excited when they showed this mechanic where it's like you have multiple Switch units and they were like mixing them up and putting them together and they like drew a line and it connected the map and then the mini game started where like you could just mess up and make your own map. It's cool. Yeah. Oh shit. I mean, I'm excited to pick up bullshit stars in that game just for stupid things. <laughs> I'm just happy that it seems like Nintendo's using the Switch like to its full capabilities. They're like not, they're like, yeah, our console's unique and we're going to make unique games for it i think that's super cool and plus the the switch is a party platform and it's just exciting to finally get a party like a real mario party game for it yes like this was a system made for mario party and Mm -hmm. for multiplayer 2d super mario games and for super smash brothers uh they really hyped the shit out of smash bros too Mm -hmm. god there was like hours of shit just going on for smash bros dude it was like five minutes of new announcements there was not one 3ds announcement by the way i would like to say switch um, is the new handheld technique like, pretty it's... much it's a hybrid hand, handheld console like they, they put one of their big releases uh way of the sushido blade i think on the switch and the 3ds mm-hmm. but it's a switch game yeah <laughs> Um, other than that, before we really get into the Super Smash Bros. announcement, I think, yeah, we have Dragon Ball Fighter Z on mm-hmm. the Switch now, which is really yep. exciting. I'm, I'm glad that it's on there, but I'm wondering how, like, 
is there going to be a community for it on Switch? You know, like, I think cause so. Because it, it came out a while ago, so like community's already been grounded in those kind of consoles and PS4 and Xbox. I don't know if people like it. It'll probably get picked up, but I don't know if it'll maintain a community on Switch. From what I understand of it, they've downgraded the graphics, kept it at 60 frames per second. That's good. And added a simplified uh, mode for just singular Joy Cons. Yeah. So they're really huh. making it one of those things where it's for the Switch as well, yeah. instead of just okay. a port. Well, yeah, and I think fighting games like this are perfect for the Switch, just because like how you can separate the Joy Cons and everything. So. I think that it'll be really good for new people to get into it, as well mm-hmm. as just to gather your friends around it, like use the Switch. Yeah, watch me throw a Kamehameha. Yeah. <laughs> Check it out. Cabra. Other than that, there was a trailer for, I forget what it's actually called. It's like this new ninja game involving bubblegum, and there was a fucking baby metal song in the background. I have no idea. What, <laughs> I can't parse what? out what the goal is, what the gameplay is, but it's, it looks like fun, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> it's a Nintendo game. Wasn't it... Um, Damon X. No, that's the mech game. Yeah. Yeah, Damon X Machina. Yeah, that, that one is was that the bubblegum cool. one? No, that's about? this. Like, the, I was confused. Like, this, that one's yeah. not bubblegum at all. Excellent looking, dumb as hell, um, armored core looking mech game on the Switch. It's cell shaded. It looks gorgeous. You're fighting big ass robots and blowing shit up. There's mm-hmm. nothing more that I could ask for, honestly. Hyper Gundam mecha cell shading game. Because I've been waiting for another like huge action game on the Switch because I've been playing a lot of Bayonetta, and I'm just like, what if there was more? <laughs> <laughs> uh, we didn't get any gameplay footage for Bayonetta 3, which is a little bit of a disappointment. Yeah, but like, just to know that it's getting worked on, I'm kind of fine with that. It would have been cool to see it. I'm not too disappointed, though, because I know a Platinum delivers on those things. So That's fair enough. Bayonetta 3 is going to be incredible, hopefully. Yeah. yeah. It's just weird that we got a direct, like, right before E3, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of the stuff they talked about in the Direct could have been in E3. And mm-hmm. then, yeah. I don't know. It's, it's kind of weird. I don't think Nintendo, like, I guess they do kind of care because they made, like, a whole thing for Smash, but it seems like E3 was just Smash for them. And, yeah. like, they just, like, oh, we're going to do the rest of this in, like, a Direct in a month from they, now. they, like, know people are going to watch the Direct, so yeah. I feel like they don't care too much. It was mm-hmm. kind of a bummer, though, because, like, you had, like, this big flash of a bunch of, games like this is the new games on the, the switch and it was like six seconds of gameplay footage each and it's like mm-hmm. wait a minute let's slow down dragon ball on the switch is a big deal and they wanted to get to smash yeah so let's just talk about smash because that's what nintendo wants to talk about smash ultimate is mm-hmm. the new name of the game smash ultimate uh, everyone is here everyone is here every dlc character every character from every past game no matter how big or small and there's a new character bailey what's the new character ridley He's too big for Smash, though. No. You know who is too big for Smash, though? <laughs> Waluigi. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Everybody's so sad about Waluigi. I, I thought it was so funny during their little, like, like 30-minute announcement trailer that Waluigi was the example of how you can KO fucking <laughs> assist trophies. Like, get that shit out of here with your fucking tennis racket. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> but, oh, yep, shit. new characters are the Inkling... Ridley, Daisy, technically, mm-hmm. new Echo character. They said she was a little bit different than Peach, but she's still technically considered yeah. an Echo character. Yeah, still an Echo character. And I'm still counting them as, like, extra characters. So they do, like, Peach is 21 and, like, Daisy's 21 with an Epsilon. I'm like, fuck it, she's 22. I don't mm-hmm. care. There's 68 characters in this game, dude. You ever bought a fighting game for, for 68 characters? That's ridiculous. 68 characters. I think it said something along the lines of 89 stages. Like, what the fuck? Damn, like, I think they included every stage, too, and, like, new ones as well. They're 
doing ridiculous shit with this thing. Like, it's going to have so much content in it. Like, just, it's going to be well worth $60. It, they could probably price it more and it would be fair. Like, mm-hmm. I'm excited about the progression system as well because it starts off with just the characters you get in Smash 64. Yeah. And then you expand from there. That was, like, my favorite part of, like, the old Smash Brothers games. When you do it a lot, unlock a new character and it would be, like, a whole thing. Like, boo, 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 new characters coming. Get your shit together. Oh, yeah. You better unlock this one. Like, oh, I love so when it's good. in the middle of, like, a friendly match with your friends. And it's like, oh, shit, all of a sudden Lucario's here. What's up, bro? I know. And you fucking your friend went, like, you better get this character right now. I swear to God, dude. <laughs> oh, People my God. People are losing their fucking lunch over uh, Wolf, especially. Mm-hmm. He's back. He looks great. All the characters look great. All the um, particle effects look amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game looks spectacular. I haven't seen it in handheld mode, though. So I'm kind of holding out judgment. Smash on the 3DS looks really good still. So mm-hmm. I know that they can make a Smash in handheld form. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So we're going to – are we done talking about E3? Uh, I'd say so. I'd yeah. say so. I'd say it was a pretty else. good E3. Um, maybe not as exciting as it could have been, but it felt more refined, I'd mm-hmm. say. Like there were a lot of new IPs, which I'm excited for. Yeah. Uh, sequels to games that like deserve sequels like Doom. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, I'm really excited for. Mm-hmm. And they announced that the Octoling expansion came out the next day, so that was pretty cool. I always love how Nintendo does that. It's out now. Mm-hmm. I always Get appreciate it. that. Oh, and we forgot to say that there's there's Fortnite on the Switch now. Oh, yeah. Fortnite's uh, everywhere. I'm a little bit bummed out that they chose graphics over performance in that instance, because I feel like I would rather have 60 frames per second than HD graphics. I agree. Mm-hmm. Like, 10 times out of 10, I care how the game runs rather than how it looks. Definitely. And that's the biggest thing I can tell when I play the game is just um, I don't want to play it on the Switch mainly because of the frame rate. And I think Devil May Cry 5, going back to that, is confirmed for 60 frames per second. So we're all good there. Oh, my God. That game's going to look fucking amazing. Mm-hmm. We're going to be we're gonna be tinkering with that one for years because just the combat system looks incredible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right, but now that we're weaning off of E3, we're going to jump into the Devil's Advocate section. Oh, boy. All right. And I'm going to be arguing that Smash Ultimate is technically a port. It's not a new Smash. Ooh. Man. So on that note, do you guys, how do you guys feel about that? I feel like that's inaccurate. Inaccurate? Yeah. Christian? Mm, I'm 50-50. I'm, I'm leaning more towards inaccurate, though. Leaning more towards inaccurate. So 75-25. All right. <laughs> so we're going to start with its name, Smash Ultimate. The ultimate kind of moniker has been taken for games, two specifically, Ultimate Mortal Kombat 3 and Marvel vs. Capcom 3 Ultimate, for upgraded ports of a game. Not not saying that like they just took the game, moved it. The Smash Ultimate is a 1.5. It's not a new Smash. They took everything within the same engine and they refined it and tweaked things. And I'm going to kind of base that on how the UI for everything is updated, but it's still the same design. You know what I mean? Like between Smash 64... Melee, Brawl, Smash 4, and Smash Ultimate. Smash 4 and Smash Ultimate carry the same design for UI, whereas all the previous ones have differing UI designs. The reason that every character in Smash Ultimate is getting kind of tweaks and all their stuff is getting updated is because they're using the same engine so they have the extra time and management skills to be able to just dump everything into quality of life changes and updates. The game looks better, yes, but because it's, again, being refined on the same engine, again... They're just adding in a bunch of characters, like, um, what was it, Ultimate added in, like, 12 new characters for Marvel vs. Capcom 3, and Mortal Kombat 3 added in, like, Katana, Jade, Reptile, Scorpion, 
Sub-Zero, Melina, Ermac. Like, all these extra characters got added into Ultimate Things. So I wouldn't say new characters necessarily calls it a new Smash, but that's kind of my point on it. I feel like the gameplay hasn't changed much either from everybody that I've heard. It just feels like kind of a sped-up, simplified Smash 4. So I don't really think that, like... Between, like, Melee and Brawl, you can tell the difference between gameplay and speed and everything. And you can just pick it up and be like, I know which game I'm playing just from how you're playing it. But I haven't heard too many differences between Smash 4 and Smash Ultimate. And those are my points on that. Discuss, children. I just got blown the fuck out of the water. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> Isaiah's like, now it's accurate. <laughs> so how do you feel now? Well, I feel like that's a little bit more accurate. I feel, though... So like, like it's, it's a little bit dismissive to just call it 1.5. It is, but I'm being technical and narcissistic and empirical about it. I'm excited for the game. I'm very much excited for it. I still think it's a 1.5, not a 2.0. It's not a new thing. They're adding a bunch of cool stuff to make the game better, and it's a huge improvement. Yes, it's not a new Smash. Um, would it be fair to say that if like any other fighting game did what Smash is doing right now, you would consider it a new game? But since this is Smash we're talking about, that their reputation makes it a 1.5 in a um, way. Do you kind of pick picking up what I'm laying down? I'm picking up what you're laying down, yeah. Their, their reputation between new games for, like, just Nintendo and Smash is there are huge differences in each game. Like, each game is, a, like, leaps and bounds over the next one in terms of content, characters, and everything else. This one leaps and bounds in terms of quality of life things, but content, yes, there's a lot more, but in terms of design and the way it's played... It's the same thing. Mm -hmm. I'd say that's pretty accurate. I mean, like, they're doing, as you said, quality of life. They're making the final smashes a lot quicker. Uh, just kind of get to the meat of it. And you're pretty much guaranteed to kill a character if you use it now. Yeah. Which was a big problem, I'd say, with a lot of final smashes where they're just kind of oopity spoopity kind of. Yeah, like when you got, like, Sonic's final smasher Yoshi's, like, fucking might as well just sit there. Like, Pretty much. Like, Yoshi's Final Smash is garbage. Uh, Pikachu's Final Smash is okay, but it's still Garbo. Mm -hmm. I prefer the Final Smashes where it's like, somebody fucking dies and there's a cool animation. Yeah, and like Donkey Kong's Final Smash where he was playing the bongos, that one was garbage. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was terrible. Like, if you got, like, any distance from him and the person wasn't good at rhythm games, you're fine. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, that's how I feel about that. I see a lot of people on a lot of sites calling it, like, a new Smash. And I'm like, yeah, it's not... You're trying to drum up hype for the game. I'm just thinking about it technically. Like, it's not really a new thing. It's a very, very, very good update. Very good. Yeah, they're not really going for, like, features, mechanics, and all that stuff. Like, mm -hmm. a new new game. Like, but there's a difference between, let's say, Street Fighter 4 and Street Fighter 5. They got rid of, like, the focus attacks. Yeah, and they the game in... plays differently. Yeah. You can't jump in from Street Fighter 4 to 5 and have the same strategy. It's not going to work out. Like, the aesthetics and mechanics are different. Exactly. Smash is just the refinement and perfection of Super Smash Bros. Mm -hmm. as a game. Also, a little cool update on the UI when you're uh, starting out a fight. So you select your stage first, and then you go to the character selection screen. You pick your characters, and then they kind of clash together in, like, a versus kind of portrait scenario, and it looks really cool. That's adorable, and yeah. I love it. But still, same design, just updated UI. Yeah, I wish that we hadn't talked about this last night because, like, I feel like I'd argue with you a lot more. Yeah. Because I think last night I was, like, really trying to test you. Mm hmm But, um... No, I think Bailey just came in and fucking hit it out of the park, man. Yeah. I can't argue Because I'd agree. Like, I do, I do feel like Bailey's thinking about this more on a technical level. And I think my biggest beef with it is saying that it's a, like, 1.5 rather than a new game. Like, saying it's a port has a really negative connotation to it. Yeah. So I think that's the reason that... I'm more hesitant to call it a port because 
It's an I don't think it's a bad port. thing. It's an updated. I don't even port. know if I'd say an updated port. I I, ugh, I don't know how you'd say it. You know, one point five is the nicest. I way will to say, say it. I. Don't agree with you talk, pointing out the ultimate parts because I think that's too nitpicky. <laughs> it is too nitpicky, but I think it's funny. It is funny <laughs> that there have been previous nit- games that hold the moniker, and it's like, oh, it's new. But like, oh, really? But I think it'd be. <laughs> Look at the I think it's fair to like call this game kind of like when you get a, like a, um, get a collection from an artist, and that collection has all of the music, all of it, and then like a cool little collector's item. And yeah, it's totally. Like, it's all kind of like, oh, cool. This is all of the music, but maybe. Um, updated to sound better you know like yeah, it's a it's a remaster yeah it's a remaster and that's that's basically what mm-hmm. this seems like is it's all the games updated remastered packaged in one you got mm-hmm. all the characters and all again this stuff. you would never say that remaster has anything new on it except for ridley except for ridley and the squid kids <laughs> mm-hmm. but again with fighting game new characters and 1.5 updates reports isn't really like a, a shocking thing yeah so. yeah so i think it's fair to call it like an updated port but let's emphasize we're all still really excited oh yeah no i'm very much excited about it and honestly i mean i'm generally negative to games coming out and then a bunch of updates happening to it because it's normally a negative thing like the game came out unfinished but nintendo could theoretically add new characters to it too since they're only really adding two new characters right now Mm -hmm. because i mean you think of um arms they added new characters like every month for a couple months and now the roster for arms is amazing yeah my only hopes for the new smash is I, I think just an arms character in it, and that's about that's it. That's the thing that bugs me the most. Why the fuck isn't um, even Springman on the game? Like, it's a well, new Nintendo were, IP. It's coming out in December. We can wait. There might be more announcements, and like maybe there's a Treehouse announcement or there Nintendo Direct announcement. We, we, we got plenty of time between now and Smash. I'm just appreciating that they're like, here's the new quality of life stuff. Here's all the animation frame tweaks, all the move tweaks that we're doing. Mm-hmm. And here's how we're making this game, like, the last smash. Yeah, and again, the tweaking characters and everything, they did the same thing in Ultimate Marvel versus Capcom 3. Bunch, yeah. bunch of characters had their data tweaked, new moves were added. Like, it's, again, yeah. it's not an uncommon thing. I think it's really cool, though, how Nintendo's like, yeah, all the characters. When you see a bunch of mm-hmm. games coming out now where it's like, yeah, they got eight characters. Yeah. Like, that's, that's what's really bugging me about fighting games now, too, because, like, you have all these options to, like, kind of bring characters in and everything. Like, fucking, now you have to compete with this. This is... Somebody's somebody's gonna consider this the standard now. Like it, it, <laughs> like it seriously really bugs me though when a game comes out and there's only, like, I mean I'm you can, you can just say Marvel wait, Infinite. No, so you can correct <laughs> me if I'm wrong because mm-hmm. I don't know fighting games too well. But I feel like I remember when Street Fighter Five came out, I was like, this is the character list. Mm-hmm. Like it felt yeah. like there were only like three characters on the game, and I was like, you. There's so many characters from Street Fighter 4 I loved. You could have just put them on here. Like, yeah. Like people, I don't understand what's wrong with having previous characters and on the new games. A lot of people find, like, kind of a hard time doing that, too, because there's a lot of characters that are really good, and, like, they bring out characters like Fong or Fang or whatever. And it's like, why is this fucking goober here <laughs> when we have all these other cool characters to add in, too? To and be fair, like, he's been balanced to be a lot better. He's okay, a lot but, more like, tournament play. in terms of design as a character, like, another thing about fighting games is, like, character designs are a huge part of why people pick and play fighting games. You see somebody looking cool in a fighting game, doing a cool thing, and that's why you play that game. All that other stuff is extra. And, like, when you see... Somebody doing like a Hadouken or like a fucking Shoryuken, like that looks dope, and that character looks cool doing it. Fong looks stupid in everything he does, regardless of how fucking updated he's been. He That's looks fair stupid. Enough. That's fair enough. So yeah. yeah, you're you're very much justified in thinking that. Cool. Um, 
The thing that upsets me specifically going. with Street Fighter Five and uh, well, I mean, like we're getting the Capcom redemption arc right now. First, there was Cody coming back into Street Fighter Five. Mm-hmm. Then we had uh, Mega Man Eleven, Resident Evil Two, Devil May Cry Five. Like Capcom is redeeming themselves from Marvel Infinite and Street Fighter Five. Doesn't change the fact that that still happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Actually, I would say the redemption arc started with the free update to Marvel, the Street Fighter Five, where it's just here's arcade edition, here's all the tweaks, you can have them. I'm still upset with their DLC practices of you you start out with three characters, but you can have a few more if you buy the DLC, and they're five bucks each, and the costumes are ridiculously expensive for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, and all the characters in Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite look like ass and are trash. Nobody cares about these fucking people. It's just the MCU. We're going on this rant again. Fuck Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. This is not a good game. I'm not going on the rant again. Yeah, no. <laughs> I just recognize it's a upset. bad game. I'm still upset. I know I'm upset with the DLC practices mm-hmm. because Nintendo's like, here's literally every single character in Smash history. Ask me for nothing. I remember that. People were making memes about that. Like, don't ask Sakurai for anything ever again. <laughs> Fucking daddy Sakurai. But yeah, it's when literally this... the ultimate Smash. Everything's here. You can ask for nothing else. Goku won't be in it, but shut the fuck up. <laughs> When we get this game, though, like, I feel like that's all going to be, that's the only thing that's going to be playing in our house now. <laughs> oh, yeah. Also, mm-hmm. I want Shovel Knight in this game. I'm upset about that. That would be really cool. That would be awesome if Shovel Knight showed up. That would be fucking yeah. there, dope. It's, the only thing that bugs me about Smash Ultimate is I feel like there's a couple characters where it's like, really? Like, they that could, should be in there. They could do another thing. Didn't they do, like, a community kind of, like, Yeah, uh, they did a community for Bayonetta. Yeah. yeah, it yeah. was Bayonetta. And she got in. Yeah. So, like, maybe he'll show up in a poll. Depends I, I on who wanna, he shows up with, though. Because if Waluigi shows up on that yeah. poll, nobody else is going to win. <laughs> but it's like, I just want to see Waluigi on there, Shovel Knight, and, like, someone from ARMS. And then the game would be perfect. Perfect. Um, but, again, we already have, like, 68 characters, 89 stages, and enough music, gameplay, and the extra goodies to last you for years and years and years. Mm-hmm. Like, Smash Infinite is going to be not infinite ultimate excuse me is just going to be like the end all be all of that franchise if, for now if smash ultimate has the new donk city stage and one up girl as a song you can play <laughs> dude that's all i would play ever. oh yeah dude hell and yeah. they have an extra they have like costumes that kind of change how characters like really look and they have mm-hmm. wedding mario with cappy and that's all i could ever ask for yeah. it's so good but I'm again ready. just a 1.5 but again Still hella excited. Still hella excited. (laughs) The best 1.5 in video game history so far, except for Ultimate Marvel. But it's still 1.5, but I'm still super stogied. Mm -hmm. Cool. Okay. I'm glad that I got that off my chest. (laughs) It's been bugging me. Another thing we have to talk about. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. I have this receipt here (laughs) from GameStop that involves this is good radio right here one mr isaiah here we'll do the paper everybody can hear it oh, okay christ i can hear just one ear yeah though. no keep it up woo we have it okay this thing i'd say three feet you're holding it over yourself like bane held batman yeah like you're he's about holding to it over it. like uh, what movie is it where he's holding the speakers outside oh, the girls fucking <laughs> i know what you mean yeah i'm say, john cusack yeah <laughs> john cusack i know what you mean yeah holding the stereo I, I it's have a it. receipt from GameStop. <laughs> All right. So on here, we have several games. Isaiah had a bill to pay recently, and he was like, there's a lot of clutter in my life. So he gathered all that clutter, 
which happened to be a bunch of video games, and sold them to GameStop. And I'd like to say, thank Christ I'm into obscure JRPGs, or I probably wouldn't have gotten to the point where I got. All right, so Isaiah, you go ahead and explain this. I'm going to ask everybody to guess how many games are on here. Christian, what is your guess? Uh, <laughs> I want to be right. Ah, uh, shit. I don't I'm know not... what we went. I'll give somebody something if we okay, win. I don't wait, know what it is, Okay, though. so I'm going to guess at least 75. 75? 75 games? Yeah. Okay. I'm going to say 43. 43? I think I highballed it. I think you did highball it. Do you I want to change your answer? That? Well, because my first thought was 100, and then I was like, no, nah, that's Here, dumb. I'll go to where, like, the game stop. I think you're looking underneath the receipt, like, okay, where, like, probably. extra shit. If you say 44, like, some Price is Right bullshit, Wait, I'm going to so gouge you said, your fucking eyes out. He said 43. You said 43? Okay. I'm going to say 62. 60, 62. That might I'm be like 35. Still, All right, man. 35. Okay, so, so go ahead and I'll start, I'll start explaining. You, uh, you so <laughs> I went into the doctors, and it was like a blood test to make sure like my hormones aren't fucked up because that's important. So I, I, you I ask. You hormonal bitch. Yeah, and I, <laughs> I look into my copay, and it's like $200. And recently, autopay fucked up my finances, so I couldn't pay it off. So I was like, shit. Me and Bailey were count. Fuck. gathering up a bunch of games, and I go in with this big, like like one of those, oh, what are they called? Like a big tote? Yeah, a big tote full of games, and I'm like, I'm a regular at this game stuff, and I'm like, I'm so fucking sorry, man. Did he <laughs> look we at just, you like, oh. No, actually, he was like, let's do this. Oh, and cool. we started like Wait, seeing... how long were you there for? Oh, probably a good like half 40 hour. 40 minutes, dude. Minutes. Like, Damn. It was a... I literally walked over to the doctor's office like right across the street, slapped down $200, and I was like, I'm fucking done. This is my bill. Keep the change. Then we bought burritos. <laughs> yeah. Um, There are 41 games on here. Holy shit. 41. He was so close. He was close. I was originally going to say 41, actually. <laughs> I was All like, right. nah, 43. It's a little too low. Some good notes I'd like to put on here. How much do you think Poochie and Yoshi's Wally World is, Christian? $4. $14. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, wow. man. Yeah. That game is that I actually, a oh, little wait, bit that's of a Nintendo, that That's game. a Nintendo game. So yeah. yeah Xenoblade Chronicles, $12. Really don't like the combat system there. Fire that's Emblem bad. Awakening, $14, respectively. Have Fire Emblem eight Echoes, man. This guy of five, four. You got your... Your obscure RPGs fucking bump you up on this can shit, I, dude. Can I know what the cheapest one was? Yeah, let me find that for Cause you. Because I'm assuming the majority of those games are like $2, but I want to know if there's one where he got like 30 cents for <laughs> they it. They wouldn't even take a couple of games. Like Uncharted 3, they didn't take it. You know what the oh, cheapest they have too game many is? Of those. What? Oh, no, it's not. But the second to cheapest game is Destiny for 48 cents. Woo-woo! And the cheapest game... That's nearly two gumballs. The cheapest game is Dream Trigger on the 3DS for 24 cents. I can't believe they took that shit. <laughs> Twenty four cents. Yeah, here's a fucking to quarter. To be fair, Ding to it. be fair, I bought that game for like two ninety nine. But yeah. So, out of your collection, what were the games? So when you were gathering games, like I can sell these games. Mm. Can you list like what? How did you decide what goes in there and what doesn't? Well, first of all, I ruled out SMT games entirely. Like yeah, SMT that's like your baby. Are, like, oh you collect God, those, yes. kind of. It's kind of like the way you collect Stephen King books, almost. Yeah, the Stephen King books, Pokemon games, SMT games. Those are my babies. I keep those. Good. Um, games that I like to replay, like all the Monster Hunter games, I keep those. Um, Yakuza. I sold a couple of Yakuza games, but that's only because I had the knowledge that they were going to be remaking them for the PS4. Okay, yeah. So Yakuza 3 and 4, I didn't expect to get as much from Yakuza 3 and 4 as I did. 
Like I think I sold them back for the price that I got yeah. them. Let me let me double check. It's like eight ninety nine on Yakuza four, and then like twelve bucks on Yakuza three. Yeah, twelve bucks on Yakuza three. Yakuza four was eight dollars basically. So, fucking killing it. Elder Scrolls Online was one dollar. I gave you that one. Oh boy. Elder Scrolls Online, Destiny, and Battlefield four. Five dollars for Battlefield four though. Not bad. <laughs> hey, help gave you what was it? Like six dollars, man. Happy to help. <laughs> yeah. Um. Other than that, I kept a lot of the games that I haven't beat but really, really want to. Uh, a lot of those games on there are games that, like, I started and I'm just like, I'm not feeling any of this at all. Like, this is boring bullshit and I kind of regret this purchase. Or games where it's like I have a game similar enough. Like, I have um, Yoshi's New Island. Yeah. And then I have Yoshi's Woolly World. And it's like, that's the same game. <laughs> yeah, what were the basically. games they wouldn't take again? I remember they wouldn't take Titanfall. What was the other one? Uncharted 3. Uncharted 3. Because they, they probably have so many of that yeah, game. Yeah, I think that's what he told us. He's like, we just have so much of this shit, dude. <laughs> like, And we were surprised about the Battlefield 4 one. He's like, yeah, this one's probably just more expensive because the new one got announced. And that's it. Like, it, He was like, it probably would have just been like 90 cents or something. <laughs> but hey. I'm really impressed by how much... Uh, you got a Fire good Emblem pool. Awakenings sold for. I don't know, $14? And I was able to pay off my doctor's bill. It was nice. Yeah. In credit, all those were almost like 300 bucks. Yeah, I could have bought another like a Nintendo Switch for how much I sold all that shit for. Yeah. But I just so happened to have a $200 doctor's bill. No. So. I'm sorry, man. Dude, it's say la vie. Like, it was $2,000, and then my insurance covered most of it. So. Hey. Cool stuff. Cool Being stuff. an adult fucking sucks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, hey, at least I have... Um, enough shelf space now for my games and I don't have a bunch of useless games where it's like I should probably play that because I paid money for it. Mm-hmm. I thought you were going to be like at least I have my friends. But yeah, no. but that's cool too. Whatever. At fine. least I have All my All he cares cool about is shapes, but whom I love. Yeah. Whom I love. Shelf my space two is nice, I guess, yeah. you know. I love my two roommates so much. Yeah, fucking good save. That was nice. <laughs> and in the end, friendship was the most important part. <sighs> this has been I can Are you doing my motherfucking <laughs> sign-off right now? <laughs> Are you taking my one thing from me? This I'm, has been... This is all I, I have. We have been... I'm going to hit stop right now before <laughs> I say I can do it. We have <sighs> been demoted below shelf space. <laughs> this is my life now. Oh, I always forget to do this. <laughs> uh, check us out on Twitter at I Can Dig It Pod. That's all one word. Yeah. Uh, we also are on... SoundCloud, we are on iTunes, and we are on... Wherever you're listening to this from. Yep. Not necessarily. Maybe. (laughs) We're also on Overcast. Uh, If you want to support the podcast, uh, rate us and review us on iTunes. Uh, Give us a favorite on Overcast. And, you know, leave a comment or like and share us on SoundCloud. Yeah. Because we recently paid for SoundCloud Premium, and that's 15 bucks a month. We'll have a Patreon tomorrow. So, uh, <laughs> fucking... Fuck, we're not big enough for that. Or we we'll just don't, like we don't sneak it in like yet. a really small font and like the description for everything. Like, <laughs> just really small. Please help us pay for rent. <laughs> Links in the description for all of this. Um, just a little bit of a warning. We're going to be changing the podcast's format really soon here. Start uh, giving a little bit of uh, journalistic edge. Uh, right now, we're thinking about including a couple of stories of uh, interesting kind of nerdy locales uh, where we live, having interviews. So we're setting those up as we speak, mm-hmm. and we're trying to be very professional about it. And we're going to be using the website a lot more, the WordPress. Yeah, which so, is um, I can dig it dot blog. 
So look forward to that. Really, really excited uh, to really kick this shit into 11, I would say. Yeah. We're also going to do some of those one-off episodes where we dive into like a specific album or game or something for like 20, 30 minutes, just duke it out. Yeah, mm-hmm. we were supposed to do that for the front bottoms recently, but we moved, so... Yeah. I feel <laughs> like this summer we're just going to be like spitting a lot of stuff out. Yeah. So we got this. All right. Um, thank you for listening to episode seven. I've been Ike. I've been Bailey. I've been Christian. And I can dig it. Have a good night.